All right, you guys. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Chrissy. Thanks for joining me. Okay. I just want to say I'm, I never wear this lipstick and I'm really feeling myself today in the brown plus the brown. And I just, we're just here to celebrate ourselves. And um, I'm really feeling my lipstick today. That's all I had to say that. <laughs> all right. So day four, you guys, I want to talk about something that I did not understand at all until this year and um sorry let me just get myself together here hi Anne and I'm very grateful that I do now because it is something that impacts business owners especially you know manifestation especially um that I really was blind to before and it was just because I hadn't had personal experience with this but I'm really glad that I'm not moving forward in my coaching practice without this understanding. So we're going to talk about fear of rejection, need for acceptance, desire for validation, and why it can be so difficult to let go of doubt, fear, uncertainty, insecurity, um, and how I, I really don't believe that in many circumstances that this is a game of mindset or a game of choosing a different perspective. Um, and this is what I didn't understand, you know, up until this year. And I'll tell you guys some stories. <laughs> so, um, all right, today I want to talk about my personal understanding because this is, I'm really going to talk today from a space of just my own journey and understanding this from my own experience, because it's something I really want to dive a lot more into. I'd like to do, you know, further education on it, maybe take some programs, like really be someone that can speak to this very, um, from just a very informed place. Today, I'm going to speak to it from my own understanding, um, my own experience, what it looks like for me, and just kind of how I've personally discovered it. And I want to talk about the nervous system. I want to talk about the autonomic nervous system. And I'm not a scientist, though I do love some quantum physics and neurology and all that kind of stuff. Um, but this was really something I did not understand. And I think a huge part of that was because I have privilege in my life. Um, I have a supportive family. I've always had a roof over my head. I've always had food on the table. Um, we definitely growing up had things that, you know, there was money stress and stuff like that, but it was I never had a real fear for my safety and I understand the privilege that comes with that. And I think that honestly, coaching from that very limited perspective is something that I am grateful I'm not going to do anymore. <laughs> um, and, you know, just kind of what we were talking about yesterday with a lot of the ways in which people kind of sell their own results. And I have done that in the past and how it can be kind of detrimental in some cases, in some cases, you know, people following what feels good to them is what they're meant to be doing. I do believe that there's people out there that need it. But I also believe that we're kind of often sold or even selling the message of, you know, look at how things went for me. Look at how I created these shifts for myself. Look at how much money I'm making inside of this amount of time. And if you pay me X number of dollars, you're going to be able to do it too. And what I really feel that that is missing now that I have this awareness is an understanding of more of our, you know, autonomic, autonomic nervous system and our stress response. And I'm going to really speak to this from my own experience and gaining this understanding has really put into perspective a lot of ways in which I used to fall into anxiety and fear in my business, even when things were going well. And I couldn't understand why. 
and now I do. <laughs> so the nervous system, I'm going to like really break this. I know a lot of you guys are like, yeah, we, we know what that is. I, uh, in case this is new to you, I feel like maybe I just wasn't, wasn't aware of this previously. It just hadn't come like into my realm of consciousness yet. So I wasn't picking up on people who were talking about it, but I, I feel like manifestation is sold largely from a place of like, just think these thoughts and feel these feelings, like this conscious thing that you're able to just do. In reality, we have parts of our uh, like biology that are designed to keep us safe. And there are many ways in which we perceive safety threats to our safety, especially as business owners. So a lot of people just call it the nervous system. I call it the autonomic nervous system because Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I'm obsessed with, um, talks about, he says, autonomic or automatic, like the automatic nervous system. In other words, it's not something that you have control over in the moment that it is happening. And I think this is like the part that I really wanted to talk to today is we are not often, especially in times of stress or fear or uncertainty, or, you know, those times when you're looking for, you're feeling rejection or whatever it is. We're not in control. It's not something that we can just think our way out of, especially when it's really real for us, especially when we're really feeling that like rejection. If you are a coach and you've ever launched before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have a business and you've marketed something before and felt like nobody was paying attention, you know what I'm talking about. It It is like a, a you know, body, a whole body response to something externally happening from you. So happening to you. So Hi, Brayden. Hello, Patricia. Good morning. Um, good morning, Kayla. Perfect day for me. I live in hardcore doubt, not on the surface, but it runs so, so, so deep and allows me to self-sabotage daily. I watched your video yesterday, Brayden. I loved it. I suggest everybody else does. And I did comment on it just to say like, it, I'm so aware of, because you were, Brayden, in that video talking about, I think this is a perfect example. So thanks for letting me <laughs> put you on the spot. But um but this is a perfect example. You were talking about how hard it was for you to share about those pieces of your past because you really doubt it. And, it, and it's it's a threat to your safety, really. Um, whereas I'm watching that video that you did in the group yesterday and thinking like how strong you are for coming through something like that, how self-aware you are of that experience in your life, how you chose better for yourself and you created it. Like it's it is only coming across to me as strength but I know that in making ourselves vulnerable in that way, we we feel vulnerable um, or we feel weak or we, we're worried that people might perceive us as being weak. But in reality, it actually comes across the opposite, which is interesting. Um, so we have certain events in our lives and I I don't want to get into like trauma so much because again, it's not something I have a lot of experience with, but trauma is, okay, I have a definition for you guys. A traumatic event is an incident that causes physical, emotional, or psycho, uh, psychological harm. Now, there are a lot of people that have much more traumatic events than I have in my life. Um, for me, there's been trauma in my life. Trauma, I've always shied away from that word because it sounds like tra it's traumatic, right? Like, I think the most traumatic thing happened to me in my whole life, like this past year, I won't even go into it. <laughs> it's not worth it. Before that, I don't know that I could actually look at any one thing in my life and say that was really traumatic. I've been in like certain accidents and stuff like that, but nothing in compared to like so, what some of my friends have been through, people have coached and stuff like that. Now I'm really understanding that like trauma is relevant to the person and you might have a series of 
events in your life that are seemingly small or insignificant that over time, or because it happened to you when you were quite young, ended up being a traumatic event for you, ended up influencing the way that your nervous system responds to certain situations, right? And it could literally be like when you were three years old and your mom said something to you and you perceived it as abandonment or not enough or um, rejection or some version of that. And because your brain at that time perceived it being that way, um, it's, it, it's real for you and you start to gain evidence for it. it becomes real. So whatever your personal trauma is, and I love the book called uh, How to Do the Work by the holistic psychologist, I can't remember what her name is. And she talks about like, everybody has trauma on some level. Some people it's worse, like it's, it's more significant than others, but everybody has trauma. And I think for me, I often was like, oh, well, I've had an easy life. And, you know, I don't really deserve to like, feel like I've had bad things happen to me when I haven't, but I was kind of misunderstanding what trauma is. And for me, my greatest like wound, I guess you would say, I don't really like calling it that, but kind of my like core fear was a fear of rejection. And there's different experiences in my life um, that both when I was young, just like really insignificant things that happened when I was young, you know, with my parents, my sister, whatever. Um, and then, you know, as I got older, like perceiving rejection, adding experiences to that story in dating and in friendships and stuff like that. And it became such a huge fear for me that I would go to great lengths to avoid a fear of rejection uh, or, or sorry, avoid my fear of rejection, avoid having that fear confirmed for me. And I've done a lot of work around it. A lot of different people, some things have been on earth at the end of the day. It's, there's a real fear of rejection for me. I'm very aware of it now. And I have tools that I'm going to share with you guys today that have helped me. Um, but previous to this year, I had this fear come up as anxiety, as like a fight or flight response all the time in my business, but I didn't recognize it for what it was. I thought I was just like attached to certain outcomes. So, um, so a traumatic event is an incident that causes physical, emotional, or psychological harm. And basically what happens, at least the way that I really view it is your body and your brain go, well, that wasn't good. That didn't feel good. Or that was a real threat to our safety. And we're going to do whatever we can to protect ourselves from future circumstances or, or situations where that might happen again. And so when we have a perceived threat, which can really be anything, I mean, I'm going to talk about it today in terms of like emotional, like our fears around not being good enough or not, you know, fear of rejection, whatever. But when we have, it, it can also be around money, fear around, you know, um, not having enough money. That's a real one. And that's where it's like, I used to always talk about like the leap and the net will appear. And that is true, but only if you, <laughs> only if you mostly trust that the leap, uh, that the net is going to appear. If you're, if you're leaping in such a way that you're going to put your nervous system into overdrive, then you're going to be focused on all the things that you're worried about happening. And there's things that you can do about that. But anyways, um, so there's a lot to be said about it within money, but I'm going to talk today about how you can be triggered on an emotional level, just by being a business owner who puts yourself out there. It is scary. Um, and it is a perceived threat. So when the brain perceives a threat, it goes into fight or flight. And there's a whole like stress response that happens. Um, and I know, again, some of you guys are like, yeah, I understand this, but I didn't. <laughs> and so I wish it had been something that a previous coach had explained to me or been able to recognize when I was talking about, you know, like I used to, I would have a, on a be on a coaching call and I would describe my launches as being emotionally exhausting. And 
the reason was because I was like in fight or flight mode for half of them. Like how many people are signing up? Nobody's signing up today. That means that people don't like me. I'm being rejected, right? It was really subconscious. So I didn't recognize it, but yeah, I wish this was something that had been introduced to me earlier on rather than thinking I'm in doubt and I need to be in belief. Doubt is bad. Doubt causes the things that I don't want to happen and I need to not be there. And that just perpetuates the cycle. You have like a physiological response. The main one is um, all kinds of hormones, but the main one being adrenaline. And the reason the body does that, if you think about a perceived threat to your safety um, back in like, you know, the days when we actually really had physical threats to our safety on a daily basis, your body pumps itself full of adrenaline so that it can escape whatever that situation is. And the same thing happens when you have a perceived emotional threat to your safety, if that makes sense, or, or perceived threat to your emotional safety. Um, so your body is like literally pumping itself full of these hormones that um, really put you into this place of anxiety. And then you, if you're in the manifestation world and people are like, well, just think this thought and just focus on this. And it's like, you, literally it is impossible to do when you are in that state. And there's different, in my experience, like different levels of um, like stress responses. Like there's been times when it was just kind of nagging at me. I felt overall anxious about something. And then there was times where I felt like I like couldn't move. I was so paralyzed. Um, and there just isn't really anything to think that's going to just like transmute that. Oh, I'm in doubt. I need to be in belief. Like you can't jump <laughs> that way. At least that's, I'm going to share what I've done. The only things that really work for me. And it never is like, well, I just thought a different thought. And then I had belief again. It's like, no, my whole body was like shutting itself down or like trying to run from this. And it wasn't a matter of like visualizing, you know, um, I think different things work for different people, but I'm going to, yeah, talk about what happened or what happens for me. So your whole body prepares itself for survival mode. Um, and in business, that safety can be threatened when we're triggered emotionally. And if you have like a trauma or a core fear of rejection, a need for acceptance, a fear of abandonment, that's a really, really huge one. Um, just that like really that desire for validation, which, you know, is, is I think pretty rampant in most human beings, but as business owners, you've decided to put yourself in a situation where it's going to be triggered for you. So you guys are badasses, just saying. Um, sorry, I lost my, my train of thought with that, but when you are in business, um, you can have that safety threatened emotionally because these are really real fears. Like, like as I've done, like I said, a lot of work on it now, but when I was younger and I was dating the idea of being rejected or having someone, you know, change their mind or not like me, even though it was someone I didn't even like that much, it was so real for me. It was such a threat. Like I could be, you know, broken up with, with someone I was not even dating for very long. And it wasn't about the person at all. It was about this, like, it was such a threat to my safety. It was such a confirmation of all these things I was so afraid might be true about myself that I just like could, I could barely even function. Right. Um, for me, it looks like kind of just shutting down for other people. It might be like really projecting things, or I think, People I tend to attract to have more of like a, like you just sort of withdraw when you're in fight or flight. Um, so uh, this like response makes it impossible to focus on what you want. And this is where I'm like, there's just so much messaging that I'm seeing now and that I'm sure I've shared it in the past 
that is triggering to me because we have to stop telling people or sharing a message. And I know a lot of people, you know, in here are not business coaches or mindset coaches or whatever. Um, but any kind of content creators, I think it's really important that people know that there can be damage done when you tell someone, hey, I know that you're in this doubt and uncertainty right now and just believe that the universe has your back. Like that literally means nothing. And I think that it can actually be more damaging because now you're in what I like to refer to as like fearception or worryception where you're like, I'm anxious because I'm worried about these things. I forgot to close the door with Simon again today. And so it's going to be annoying. <laughs> Yesterday, he was like all up in here. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, I keep losing my spot because I'm like really passionate about this. But I think <laughs> it's really important for people to understand this. Oh, right. Worryception. So if you are in anxiety and worry about something and you believe because you're conscious of manifestation and that your thoughts create your reality, you're, you believe that those thoughts are going to create the things that you don't want and that you need to get out of them. Well, now that just perpetuates it, right? Now we're in like what you resist persists. And the anxiety, the real deep anxiety often comes from just having anxiety in the first place. Um, I want to just share something. Anxiety and worry and certain emotions that people tend to, to label as like bad or, you know, um, not good, whatever. I have this plugged in my thing wasn't even all the way plugged in. So hopefully that's better. <laughs> uh, I realized that like that notification came up and I was like, I could hear that from my computer, not in my ear. Anyways, um, that's how excited I was to talk to you guys this morning. Um, anxiety and those sort of like lower level emotions don't mean that your business can't work. I had all of these things and my business, you know, was growing was whatever. Um, it means that anytime you're stepping out of your comfort zone, you're likely to encounter some kind of stress response. And I was thinking um, the other day, because I've often like when I'm in anxiety, I'm really like practicing shifting this this year. But when I'm in anxiety, it's the fear of the anxiety itself. It's not actually the anxiety. You can feel whatever emotions you need to feel as long as you're not making them mean that bad things are going to happen in your life, that you're going to manifest, you know, not what you want in your business, because there's a lot of people, I know people that have very successful businesses and are not privy to manifestation. And they also have anxiety disorders. And that anxiety has never once stopped them from creating a result that they wanted because they didn't have an association between anxiety. And it's like the condition that we were talking about, um, it's like on Monday, we were talking about conditions around um, your uh, success, what you need to do in order to have your desires manifest. It's the same kind of thing with this, where it's like, now you have a condition around things not going your way, where it's like, well, when I'm in these emotions, it's bad. And in reality, anxiety is just an emotion. Um, where did I put, I don't remember it. Uh, I wrote this further on. I'm going to talk about it now. <laughs> um, I was sharing on Wine and Wisdom last night, which is a live stream that my friend Tara and I do inside of our membership um, about this book that I always think about. I read it a few years ago and it's called The Ultimate Key to Happiness, which sounds so like, I don't know, sounds so sort of lame. Like when I saw it, I was like, I'm not even sure what, oh, I think, you know what it is? I I'd seen it come up before it'd been suggested for me, but I was like, that sounds so lame. And then I heard the author interviewed on a podcast and I was just so blown away by this one sort of like metaphor. And he talks about how the key to happiness is not only feeling certain emotions, which is what we're all trying to do, right? I'll 
create my conditions to be just so, so that I never have to feel unwanted. I never have to feel scared. I never have to feel sad. And the reality is, is that these are all a part of the human experience. And there's a whole world of people just trying to eradicate the bad emotions in favor of the good ones. It doesn't work. The real key to happiness is to stop assigning meaning to the bad emotions. I wish I could get up and take him out. You're not going to be annoying today, right? <laughs> um, and so he was taught, no, 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 no. <laughs> he was talking about um, how when you're watching, I just love this analogy. When you're watching a movie, you love a movie that takes you through a lot of different emotions. I love like a thriller movie. Um, I love a movie where I'm kind of like on the edge of my seat, worried, not worried, but like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And I can feel that anxiety fully and not make it mean anything bad about my life or what might manifest or what I'm working on in my business. And it doesn't have any negative effect. In fact, it was enjoyable to experience that emotion without the story behind it, right? But we, as business owners, as people in this you know, self-development world and manifestation community, I guess you could call it, a sign because it's so rampant, like feel these feelings to get these results. And it's not, the, it, that's not the case. It's okay to feel all of the feelings. It's the story that you have about it. So lately it's like, whenever anxiety comes up, I'm like, I feel anxiety in these parts of my body. I'm experiencing this right now. That's okay. <laughs> um, I'm a human. That's part of being human. And it's just there. It just is what it is. And there are certain ways that you can transmute it. And I'm going to talk about that. Um, so um, just like, I wanted to just quickly touch on strategy, like things that you can do to prevent some like that. Because when you're in like a launch, especially, uh, or you're like really pushing for something in your business, like really like focused in on what it is that you're creating. Um, and you go into this like fight or flight mode, it can take you out for a couple of days, which isn't ideal. Um, so there's a couple things that like I have recognized have been helpful in having me not go to that place or having me go there less. And it is like what I'm offering. If I really believe in the thing that I'm offering, I'm less likely to be in a fear of rejection about it because I believe in it. Um, so strategy can help to prevent it when you choose a niche or an offer or a product or you design your product or you speak about it in a way that you really have so much belief in it. Um, when you're doing the competence work that we talked about, I think it was on Tuesday, and you're really like, you're pumping yourself up. You are filling in those pieces of yourself that are afraid other people, you know, afraid of the rejection. You're anytime we're seeking validation, it's because we're not giving ourselves something that we're seeking externally. We're hoping other people are going to give it to us and then we don't get it. It's scary. You can give yourself, you know, that whatever those, um, whatever those like pieces of validation or acceptance or love are. Um, I like to do this, like, oh, well, I like to do it. Um, especially actually when I am like doing something in a launch and it's like, oh, this part of me is triggered right now. I'm going to just really, I'm going to just really like fill myself up. Um, so those are just like a couple of ways that you can kind of like help to have a practice where you're filling yourself up. You're grounded more within yourself. You're finding safety within yourself first, but when you are in a stress response or, or survival mode, trying to affirm your way out of it or change from doubt to belief is next to impossible. You have to first find safety within yourself. So I'm just going to talk about what I do. And I'm, again, not the expert at this, but this is 
what makes sense to me and what I've had be effective for when I am in doubt, when I am in that like feeling of anxiety. Um, and understand you guys, like the emotion within the body triggers all of these thoughts, right? Like, oh, I feel, I don't feel good. I feel this way. And that means do, 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 do. And like, we just like run ourselves into this hole, um, as opposed to just separating yourself, like experiencing the emotion as it is separating the meaning and the story about it. So, um, what I like to do is first remind myself, like disprove for myself worryception, because the first thing I like to do being someone that is so like programmed for manifestation mindset is I, I always go to this place of like fear. Simon, you're not chewing on anything, right? <laughs> so I always lock him out of here. It's like, he doesn't usually chew on anything, anything unless he's annoyed that I'm not giving him um, attention. So I like to remind myself, the emotion itself is not creating unwanted things in my life. My story is, so I can experience this. It's okay that it's here. The next thing, if I'm like really in it, is I like to welcome that emotion in, like really allow myself to go there. And there's again, like a lot of um, sort of messaging around changing your emotion, changing the thought when it comes as opposed to transmuting it. Because the longer we run from that fear, the longer we make it wrong, the more persistent it is going to be. And sometimes the best thing that you can do is go to the worst case scenario that you is having you be in that like stress response, right? What if nobody signs up for this launch? What if the money doesn't come in the way that I thought it would? What if nobody like nobody shows up for my live stream, whatever it is. And actually let yourself go there and feel it. And I think there's not enough good things to be said about having a good cry. Like <laughs> I've never experienced emotion moving through my body faster than I'm when I'm like intentionally releasing it. Um, and especially with the way the world has been, you guys, like we're, we're all carrying around significance and not significance. It's real. We're carrying around, we're carrying heavy loads, letting yourself go to that place of emotion. Um, go to the place that you've been resisting. A lot of the times we're resisting a possible um, future scenario that is worse in our minds because we're not letting ourselves go there than it actually would be in real life. And I remember when I first um, went full-time in my coaching business and I had retired my full-time lashing income and I'd left my teaching career behind, um, it was really scary to me, especially in those first like couple of weeks because my lash income had been like such stability. It's so many people that were just always booking in. I always knew that there was money coming. And all of a sudden I was just like, okay, never mind. I'm, I retired. I told everyone that I was leaving. And now it was, I had to support myself in my coaching business and I was leaving for Italy. So I was like, I need money to come through so that I can do this thing that I've just told the whole world that I'm doing in terms of like, being in Italy and traveling around. And what if I get there and no more money comes and I just have to come home. And there was a couple of weeks where that was terrifying to me, like being 31, living at my parents' house, having admitted defeat, retiring a full-time business that was successful, leaving a career I had like a over a decade invested into and was still paying off the loans from, um, only to then have it not work out. Like that was terrifying to me. So what I did was I went to the space of like, well, what would that look like? I go to Italy at that time. I'd already paid for the flight and I'd paid for the first six weeks of Airbnbs. And I had like enough money at that point, if nothing else came in that I could support myself for those six weeks. So I was like, okay, well, I would go for those six weeks. I would make the most of it. 
And then the worst case scenario is I would come home a little bit earlier than what I had planned. I would um, start to rebuild my lash clientele. Maybe I would like, because I wouldn't have had enough. I got rid of my apartment too in, my, in Toronto, which was like a really great little cheap apartment. I didn't want to be there anymore, but it was stability and I had let go of stability. Um, and so I looked at, yeah, what's my worst case scenario? Okay, I would start rebuilding my lash clientele and maybe in the interim, what that would look like is going like driving to Toronto because I did have a car, driving to Toronto and and doing it remotely. And I would, through doing that, save up enough money so that I could get a new place and then I would rebuild that clientele and I would keep going with this vision that I had. And it wasn't that I wanted on any level to do that. It was that I realized that it would be okay. My ego would take a hit, but I would be okay. And as soon as I was not resisting the thing that I was so afraid of, it never ended up happening. The money made more than I needed. I was there for like four months. Then I moved back, all the things. So shining the light on the thing that you might be resisting that is causing, um, like just having that action plan in place that might be causing, like I promise you, and it could be something small. I like am terrified of going live because what if nobody shows up? Well, let's go there. What if nobody shows up? You deliver it, believing that someone's going to watch the replay. And if not, whatever, it's a good story later on, right? Um, life would go on. And I promise you, a lot of the time we're afraid of other people's reactions to us. Um, but people aren't thinking that much about us. They're not paying that close attention. They have their own lives. We're so afraid of what people are thinking of us, their judgment. They might have a half a second judgment when they're scrolling through your marketing post on Instagram and then they go on with their own lives and they don't even think about it. And they might not even be judging you at all. A lot of times it's funny how we, we judge people that we think are judging us and the world is your mirror and you, we're the one that is doing the judging in the first place. Um, okay. So the first thing was to disprove worry reception, your emotions, your stress response, your anxiety is not going to lead to bad things happening as long as you don't have that story about it. Feel it, go to it, shine light on it. Let yourself really indulge in it. Um, let yourself feel all the things you're like trying not to feel. And then from there, you can start to, once you really, once you feel a shift from doing that, it could be five minutes of, you know, journaling about the things you're afraid of. It could be a full on like crying sesh for an hour or whatever. This is what I do. <laughs> Not that I'm like crying for an hour every day, but there are times when like, it's stressful to be a business owner. So I let myself go there and I wait until I feel some kind of release. And then from there, I like to, I was just talking about this um, on, again, on Wine and Wisdom last night. And that's what's kind of like present for me but moving up the emotional scale. So yesterday was like rainy here in Toronto. I had an appointment that like was going so late. I was exhausted. Um, I had all these things that I needed to do. I was just like in a poopy mood. There was traffic, like all the things. And I was talking to my friend Tara and she was, um, she was saying like, okay, well, how could you get to like a place of just expecting things to get better. And at that time I couldn't get there because I felt disempowered. I felt grumpy. I felt just, it was one of those days where I just wanted to unsubscribe from life. <laughs> Not actually, but you know what I mean? I don't know if you guys have like seen that TikTok or real where it's this woman like staring at the sky and she's being like, I'd like to, I'd like to opt out, please. Thank you. <laughs> that was yesterday for me. And I couldn't get to a place of happiness or optimism or hope or even like, like 
the universe has your back. I didn't feel that way yesterday. Um, but I could get myself to a place of kind of like being angry about certain things, um, being even just like indulging that part of me, like, like look up, if you look up Abraham Hicks, emotional scale or emotional guidance scale, it'll come up on, um, Google, maybe someone wants to do that for me. <laughs> um, and you're just wanting to go to like the next emotion that feels doable for you because me and my disempowerment, there was no part of me that was even interested in feeling optimistic or hopeful about things. I wanted to be right. I wanted to indulge my victimhood and that's okay. That's a part of who we are as human beings. So I got into anger. I talked about all the things I was angry about and, <laughs> you know, mad at. And I like went there and that felt better. Anger is more powerful than disempowerment, right? It is a step up the emotional scale. From there, I got myself to this place of sort of just like acceptance, accepting where I was at and that was okay and whatever. And it moved really quickly from there. It was like once I started the momentum, before I knew it, I was sort of in this place of like having a couple of ideas here and there. And that was sort of like, like an openness. Um, and then within the hour, I was in a place of, I wouldn't say like euphoria, but I was in a place of, um, I was in a place of like optimism, which was the first emotion that Tara had suggested to me, but I couldn't get there at that time. So really recommend the emotional guidance scale and looking at that. Um, okay, where am I at? So accentuate, and then when you feel those small shifts happening, celebrate them. Accentuate the small shifts in how you are feeling. Like, oh my God, look at how quickly that moved. Or it feels better to be angry about something. You're allowed to be angry about something and still manifest. A lot of really, I've said it before, a lot of really miserable, awful people in the world that have hugely abundant lives. <laughs> um, and because again, they're, they don't associate like kind of what we talked about yesterday, this idea that you need to be enlightened to make a lot of money is just fundamentally untrue. So don't make yourself wrong on the days that you want to be angry. Don't make yourself wrong on the days that you're anxious. Don't make yourself wrong for the days that you just feel like nothing is happening and you just want to engage in the pity party. The more that you actually just allow yourself to go there with an intention to have things, you know, shift for you, the faster they will. Okay. I want to just talk because this is related. Um, actually, I want to read your guys' comments real quick um, because I think, oh no, I've got another page here. Um, Oh my gosh. I love all of this. You guys just make my whole day. Um, the trauma is relevant to the person. It's subjective and deserves to be acknowledged as it is for that person. Absolutely. Read that book too. Um, Nicole LaPera, really love how to do the work. Um, so grateful that you're speaking about this, Lauren, because there's so much forcing promoted in the industry. Just push through the fear, feel the fear and do it anyway. I think that like when people say feel the fear and do it anyways, they're meaning like, because you can transmute fear by doing the thing you're afraid of. Um, but that's different than emotional bypassing, right? Like if you're afraid to go live for your first time, you're afraid to tell people that you're starting a business. That's something to like feel the fear and do it anyways, because you're bigger than that. And you're going to realize on the other side that it is okay. But if you're like in so much anxiety before doing it, don't just be like, no, I'm not anxious today. I'm just going to do this thing. You know what I mean? Like do some of these steps, then feel the fear and do it anyways. Let's not stop emotionally bypassing ourselves and making ourselves wrong for having emotions. Fear of rejection is very much alive in me. I feel you girl. And being vulnerable in front of someone. Oh my God. I am great at crying in front of people. <laughs> do it all the time. I have a lot of very like aware 
friends who are coaches that I'm grateful for, but I've just, I've gotten great at crying in front of, on camera, like all the places. People love it. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, overthinking. And then I get paralyzed when I'm super emotional, like in fight or flight, I feel like I'm sitting in the middle of a tornado. Like I'm still in the tornado, but there's a shit show going on around me emotionally. It is absolutely paralyzing. And that's where it's like, like letting it be there. Like the tornado is not going to go away because you wanted it to. <laughs> I don't know if that metaphor makes sense, but um, you're allowed to get up in the middle of a live stream and shut the door. <laughs> I was just like on a roll, you know, and like all the wires and stuff. Um, I moved through the layers of rejection over the years. And one of the things that had been triggering the hell out of me lately is when someone asks me about my services. And then when they look at my program page and pricing, they completely cut off communication and never follow up, even if it's not a fit for them. Uh, really helpful to move through that rejection and come back in to my peace and power. Zoe and I recorded a podcast episode yesterday. It's live in our Facebook group, but I think I'll get to posting it on our podcast in the next like today or tomorrow. And she talked about just actually just this week, finding like basically like a gossip page about her. And I read it. People were awful. Um, and like everything that she's ever been afraid of having it be confirmed by people on the internet that are, you know, not happy with their own lives. So they feel the need to cut other people down. It's just bizarre to me. But anyways, um, she said she knew in that moment, what she had to do was be there with it, like be okay with it. Because for years, she's been like pushing it away and not wanting to look at it, not allowing her YouTube channel to continue growing because she was afraid of exactly that. And so as soon as she was able to be there with it, she was like, it. She like over the next few days, she still said, oh, I think about it and I'm triggered, but she accepted it. And I've seen Zoe before, understandably, like really for days and days have a hard time with something like that because she gets she has a large audience she gets people saying things to her and about her anyways but like at, she's like I needed to feel this in my body I needed to find safety within me that had nothing to do with what anybody else out there was doing right and like it's both about those other people and it is about the fact that a lot of the things they were saying were fears she had and that was being reflected to her, which is a, you know, if you're coming up against rejection, well, rejection is not something to try and run away from. It's something to, to be with, to move through, which is what you're saying, Chrissy. So I love that. The other thing I'd be aware of, and I've not, um, I didn't actually talk about this today or write it down, but when we have that fear, we perceive things. It's not that you're being rejected. Any number of things could happen that has people look at the page and then not talk to you or anything like that. People not signing up for something, people not liking your posts on Instagram. Um, when we have the, the fear, we perceive things as being confirmation for that fear, even if it literally had nothing. Most of the time it has nothing to do with the story that you have about it, but that's the way that we can only see things from our perspective, right? So just being aware of that, like this is, I have a story about rejection, about this thing that's happening. Is it actually true? Can I find evidence for it not being true? I would do that like maybe as a step five. <laughs> um, I had a 45 minute discovery call with someone a few weeks ago and then they fully ghosted me after, <laughs> which is everything to do with them. It's not, they wanted your program. Um, they wanted to work with you and then their own stuff came up, right? And that might just be a little shift in your mindset about, I attract the people that are ready to say yes. I attract the people that see the price on my page and are like, of course, that's what it costs. No problem at all. I, I attract people that are in are excited by my price because it feels aligned for them. It feels like the right energetic exchange 
for the transformation they wish to create with me. Um, I've started doing this in my meditations in the morning when I feel, when, uh, when I will observe the feelings I feel in my body and just inquire, what is this and why is it here? So powerful. I'll notice things like anxiety, irritation, feeling rushed. And then I look at the thoughts attached to this emotion. This is like awareness, right? Like so much power in this. It really helps to acknowledge what's going on in my head that's showing up in my body. Yeah, absolutely love that. Um, acknowledging a restless child. That's what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Um, this is one. This one is so important. I also asked myself, what if nobody signs up for my group program? Well, then I take a break, sign a couple of one-on-one -on -one clients and relaunch leap together in a couple of months. I love that program name, by the way. Um, I believe so much in this program that I know it is going to be successful eventually. And that's like what I was talking about with really believing in what you, what you're doing. Um, because it never, we launch things or we put things out there and if we're, they're not immediately received, we're like, well, I guess nobody wanted it. And we categorize it within our own stories and fears as opposed to, okay, maybe I, you know, I was too in my head or not too in your head, but maybe I wasn't completely in alignment. Maybe there's something that needs to be shifted here. But I believe in this enough to keep going with it. Um, for me, that is like a big part of the academy. Like I am creating something that I believe in so much that I'm not going to get into my head. I mean, the structure of my business is changing. So I'm not doing like these launches all the time, which I do like, but they are triggering to me. And I'm just wanting to create more space for myself to like be and create and not be in like, yeah, this <laughs> state all the time. There's things about launching I love and things that I'm like, I could do with a little bit less of that resistance in my life. Um, anyway, so the idea behind the Academy for me is exactly what you said, Louisa, where it's like, I believe in it so much that it's going to be successful long-term, no matter what. Um, and I'm just going to, after this launch price rises tomorrow, by the way, <laughs> after this launch, I'm going to just keep talking about it in a way that, you know, is fluid and it has my belief behind it. But this is what a lot, this is why most businesses, a lot of businesses don't work because people, it's really easy to feel good about something before you've put it out there to people. And when you put it out there to people, and then you perceive your fear as being confirmed because you didn't get the response or people didn't open your email the way you wanted them to, or didn't comment on your Instagram post or whatever it is. Then you're like, oh my God, I, I don't want it. That's the fight or flight. I don't want to stay in this space. This doesn't feel good. I guess the business isn't meant to work. When in reality, we can move through that and we can choose a different perspective about what happened or what might happen and be like, I still believe in this. And even though it triggered within me a fear of rejection or a fear of whatever it is, unacceptance, unwanted, that's been a big one. <laughs> that kind of goes hand in hand with like uh, rejection, unwanted, not good enough. Um, instead of, you know, letting that run the show coming back later and being like, I believe in it enough to work on my shit, <laughs> um, which is very real by the way, because I believe that it's really going to change people's lives. Or I really believe in this business for myself. I want this badly enough. So I just love that, Aliza. Um, how can we lower the pressure and intensity? And there's like strategic ways to do that. And there's ways to do it internally as well. Um, I'm really reflecting right now. I guess my fear is that people will laugh about me that my content is crap, like a masterclass, my go-to strategy for that. I'll share some mindset shifts for you, Patricia. I love this. Um, my go-to strategy for that was to fall into perfectionism because then I believe in my content slash programs 
but it is so exhausting. So I really want a different way, but the hurdle seems so high for me to reduce my own expectation and just go with that. So a couple like mindset shifts around your content, my mindset with the content create that I create, and I set this intention um, in, intentionally <laughs> on purpose is that I have things I want to talk about. And there's certain people that are like manifesting it through me essentially. So I don't, I do have notes for what I want to talk about each day. I write them each morning. I have like literally when I'm going into a live stream each day, I have a general topic basically over the last like two months, I've been making notes in my phone of things I wanted to talk about and good enough, no rhyme or reason to any of it. Some of it was just concepts. I kind of looked through it on the weekend was like, these are the key themes, one, two, three, four, five. And then each morning I wake up and I write out what I'm going to talk about that day. Like that's what it looks like. But that allows me to be more in a state of flow and channeling and a belief that like, even if I'm in my head about this, there's people that need this right now. They're calling it forth. Everything is a co-creation. Everything that you are manifesting, I'm manifesting you guys participating in my live stream and benefiting from my content. You guys are manifesting whatever insights might be coming from what I'm saying. I'm trying to take myself out of that equation, which is easier said than done. There's still ones that I get in my head, like still things I get in my head about, but um, so that's just kind of how I go into it. Um, and then how could you do things? We're going to talk about this tomorrow. How could you do things that release some of that pressure for you? Right. Um, the hurdle seems so high for me to reduce my own expectation and just go with that. Like, where do you, I, the reason I do these live streams is because I like it and you guys make it feel so fun for me, which I'm super grateful for. Um, Whereas I don't, there's certain things I don't like going live on Instagram. I've tried it before. It's not for me, at least not right now. So I'm not going to do that because I know that that's going to cause more resistance, right? I'm going to create a private Facebook group. The people that are wanting to come in are going to come in. And that just feels so much less resistant for me. Um, I believe in my content and programs, but it's exhausting. How could you maybe set up more of a structure that's like ongoing? <clears throat> so instead of like an open close launch cart, you know, setup, which has this like time pressure behind it, which time can really screw things up. And that's kind of why I'm moving away a little bit. I'll still do launches here and there, but anyways, um, how could you set that up so that maybe it was more of like an ongoing container where then you got to just be in your belief about the program without a need for it to be successful right now. Um, and the first person that comes in, because that, with that, people are like, well, then what if there's only one person in it? Well, that one person gets like a one-on-one -on -one coach at a group program, right? And then you could just get to, you just get to keep, like you're putting yourself into that stress response, that fight, fight or flight. How can we change your, um, this is what a lot, the Aligned Entrepreneur is all about, by the way, which you can buy as a separate program, PS, um, and it's available inside the Academy. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm getting <laughs> track, but how can you change your strategy so that it invokes less of that fight or flight mode for you personally? I've been signed up for programs that I never showed up for because I got scared. You just never know why someone doesn't show up. It's most likely about them. That's so true. Um, sometimes people get scared after a discovery call. Okay. I want to talk about inner child work briefly. I talked about this in Luminary. Um, and now I'm like really understanding the connection like it's really it's really tied to fight or flight right I mean I, I feel for me it's like the way I view it is inner child work is sort of the spiritual version of like your nervous regulating your nervous system um and the way that I described it in uh 
in Luminary was from this place of like, you have that inner child that has things that she's afraid of. She, she's wanting to protect you. Right. And she wants to be parented. She wants to feel safe. And it is our job to have a relationship with that version of ourselves with our inner child. I literally like write her letters. If everyone ever read them out of context, they would think I had lost my mind. So I'm like, hi, Lauren, what do you need? What do you need me to hear today? Where, what are you worried about? Um, and I really pay attention to like, what is she looking for? Okay. She's looking for external validation in these ways because she's afraid that blah, 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 whatever the story is. It's my job to give that to myself. It's my job to give that to her. It might be helpful for you to have like a picture of your inner, of your, yourself when you were a child, but we get attached to outcomes because we're not giving ourselves the things that we need to feel safe. And then we're praying that somebody else is going to, um, give them to us. And that energy in business is sticky, right? I need people to sign up for this or to decide to work with me or become my client, because if they don't, then I'm going to have these things confirmed about me. It's going to be true that I wasn't good enough. It's going to be true that I'm not what people are looking for. It's going to be true that I shouldn't have started this business in the first place. Like that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody else. And they feel that it's like, I love a relationship metaphor, but when you're dating someone that is like, that puppy dog energy and wants like sees you as their source of like enoughness almost like, um, or it's just like, it's like a needy energy. It's not attractive. And it might not even be things that they're physically doing. It's like something that you can feel right. They're looking for you to feel secure. And that's a lot of pressure that then you're taking on. Whereas when someone is secure within themselves, you want to give them all of the things that, that, other people might be looking for and not getting. Does that make sense? Um, and in business, it's the same thing. We want to, it's hard because there are things that we do need in our business. We need to make money. <laughs> we need to X, Y, and Z, but we want to not put that pressure on any one person signing up for something, right? We want to give ourselves that safety within ourselves so that we're not like, we're just creating, I want my offers to be a space where someone can choose a massive transformation for themselves, especially the academy. I want that offer. I want people to sign up for that offer because of all the things that I know it's going to do for their lives and their businesses and the ways in which I'm going to get to pour into them for months and months and years, you know, moving forward. Um, I don't want to be like, I need you to sign up for this because if you don't, then da, 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 da. they feel that. And I have seen it over and over and over in my own business, in my in my clients' businesses, when I'm attached to an outcome of a certain launch, that launch doesn't go the way that I want it to. When I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm doing other things and it'll be okay either way. And if it's a small program, it's a small program. I remember um, one of the one of the launches that sticks out to me the most was Launch Magic this year in January. I've launched it a few times this year. In January, I I launched Launch Magic, and it's like a decent sized program in terms of price and length and whatever. And I think it was like an eight day launch and going into the eighth day, I had four people in the program. And that was me being like, I'm, I'm, I'm growing my business. And like, I, you know, want to prove something and wanted to be successful. And I wanted 30 people in this. And I don't remember what my goals were, but, and then on the last day I was like, you know what, there's four people. 
uh, I'm going to send the emails and I'm going to do the things and I'm going to serve these four people. And next month is another month. And on that day, between the hours of like 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. when the cart closed, I had another seven come through. Most of them were painful. And I never had that big of like a cash influx inside of a launch on the last day. I've often had people come in on the last day, but that was me letting go of my attachment and my need for more people to come in because I decided that I was going to be okay either way. Um, and I've done the same thing, by the way, with programs when I had one person in them. <laughs> I'm a business coach. And right now I have one person inside of this container and I can choose that that gets to be okay. Um, and the faster I can get to it being okay, the more likely it is that other people are going to come. Um, okay. Uh, maybe you can look at, oh, sorry, you guys are, I'm going to come back to that actually. So give yourself whatever it is that you are seeking externally, write yourself letters, create a relationship with your inner child, the more that you can fill yourself up and feel safe within you. And it is a shift that can happen quite quickly in my experience. The less attached you're going to be in your business, the more people are going to feel free. Like all the clients that you deserve are there. They're there. There are people lining themselves up. I have had clients manifest in the most bizarre ways. Someone once found me on Google, like from like the Middle East. I don't even, I don't do anything with SEO. I have no idea. She said she typed business coach into Google and found me and hired me like within a day. Like things like that have happened. There are millions of avenues for your people to find you. And this is why I said on Monday, this is a process of letting go of resistance where it is, which is exactly what we're going to do inside the Aligned Entrepreneur, by the way. <laughs> um, but the more that you can, again, be safe, feel that safety within yourself, give yourself what you're, what you're needing externally. Not only are you going to have less of that fight or flight response, but your inner child is going to feel taken care of. And that's what he or she are really looking for. That's what they're needing. They need to feel safe. They need to feel taken care of. They're just trying to keep you safe. So if you can constantly, or not constantly, but regularly assure her that she is safe, you've got her no matter what, you're less likely to go into that place where you're freaking out about things and then having that kind of spiral and getting into this place of like graspiness around clients. And I still go there, you guys. Like I still make things mean things. It's not, I'm not, you don't need to be perfect. There's been times when I was attached to an outcome and money was coming in. You do not need to be perfect, but the more resistance you can let go of uh, in many different ways, we're really going to talk about all of them inside the Aligned Entrepreneur, the group program. Um, there's things you can do like on a physical level to let go of resistance. Lots of things you can do. There's, yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. So I just want to talk really briefly about my sort of experience I swore this was going to be a short, I was like, this might only be like a half an hour today. I don't know why I ever think that that's what's going to happen. Um, but I just want to share a little bit about really what this work has looked like for me, because I um, was always making things significant in my business, either, and it, it was both ways, either my results meant things about me or my lack of results meant things about me. And this is where, like, I had to become aware of this this year before I could scale my business because I was completely capped. Like I was, I had containers that could easily receive way more people, but I wasn't allowing that to happen because I, in a launch would be like, oh, it's been two days since anyone signs up or it's, we're five days into the launch and no one has signed up. That still happens. Um, and that would trigger my like stress response around a fear of rejection. It still comes up. I'm just more aware of it. On the flip side of that, when a launch was going really well, it was almost like it was like an addiction, like, oh my God, 
I'm people like me, I'm being accepted, I'm wanted. And it would be such an emotional high, not even often, it wasn't even because I needed more money. Um, it was just like confirm. It was that external validation that I was basically starving myself for because I didn't recognize it as being there. So I've really like done a lot of work around that this year, but even last, like even in some of my biggest launches, that launch magic launch, I just talked about, I spent two whole days convinced like that I had no idea what I was doing, that nobody cared, even though I already had a few people in that that was it. No one else was coming like, and it was like this ugly space inside my mind. And I share that because I think there's this belief that there are certain people we look at in business who have it all figured out. And I all the time get feedback from people who seem to have this perception of me that is not the perception I have of me and is not the headspace that I often live in. I don't have it all figured out. I still have doubt. I still have, you know, things I'm terrified about, things that I, ways in which I, I sabotage and it's okay. And you can still have the business that you want on the other side of it. It's the awareness. Okay. Um, so this is where, you know, mindset manifestation is not enough. And just understanding more of your like physiology or like more of the stress response, figuring out the thing that works for you, finding safety within yourself. That's what it's about. And let's stop prescribing to the idea that anxiety or worry are bad and that they're going to manifest unwanted things. You can have worry and not because manifestation is emotion plus intention or emotion plus the thoughts that you're thinking. If you're just having the emotion and actually in breaking the habit of being yourself, which I'm obsessed with that book. You guys might've heard me talk about it before by Dr. Joe Dispenza. He really breaks down a lot of this kind of stuff with studies and things like that. And he shows how emotion on its own don't, doesn't create a significant shift. Emotion, when you feel good, you have less resistance. That's why people are so obsessed with talking about being high vibe. But emotion on its own doesn't create results. And intention on its own doesn't create results. Emotion plus intention creates results, either wanted or unwanted. So if you're in anxiety, just don't make it mean that bad things are going to happen. Um, okay. So when you do this work, you create space for people to want to work with you for them, as opposed to like, we want to create space. We want to be this like welcoming space for people where they can step up into whatever possibility it is that you represent for them. Um, and we can't do that if we're all like in the space about like, oh, people don't like me or I'm being rejected or blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's okay that those things are there. Just recognize them and be like, my inner child needs some love today. She's feeling a bit rejected. I'm going to accept her. What is it that you're looking for from other people? Give it to yourself. You will then become, you get what you put out, right? You get what you are. If you're accepting yourself, if you're loving yourself, if you are acknowledging yourself, other people are going to show that back to you. This is why good enough. I said it, I think. On Tuesday, it's all you. <laughs> Everything's just a reflection of you. So if you feel like other people aren't interested, it's because you're not secretly interested in yourself or not so secretly. Um, or you're th you're like, I'm not good enough. And this is why I know that to be true because I don't have any clients. Well, the thing that came first was you believing that about yourself um, or some version of it in some area of your business. So your call to action for today. Um, Feel free to post this in the group or do it privately. I know this is like, can be a very private thing. Where does fear of rejection, unacceptance and, or abandonment or seeking out validation come up in your business? Write a letter to yourself 
or your inner child, giving them the acceptance and validation that they seek elsewhere. Um, if you guys want what you could do, I actually, I don't want you, I want you to do the letter part of it. And I don't want you to put the pressure on yourself as like, of like, well, other people are going to read this. So instead, why don't you just share and you, some of you guys have already done it, post it in the group where some of these things show up for you. Are you recognizing patterns for yourself? And then separately from that, write a letter to yourself or your inner child where you're like, Lauren, Brayden, um, Sarah, Kayla, Lisa, Chrissy, <laughs> talk to yourself. I call her little Lauren. <laughs> What are, what are you needing from me today? How are you feeling? You know, let her tell you and then give it to her. Like, I accept you. I want you. These are all the ways in which I think that you're incredible. I've got you. Don't worry. You're safe with me. Write that to yourself. You don't have to put that in the group because I'd rather you do it authentically and get what there is to get from it than to, um, uh, sorry, I'm losing. It's Thursday. I'm amazed that I've gotten this much out today, <laughs> given that it's day four or five. Um, yeah. So give it to yourself. Uh, I literally forgot what I was saying there. So I'm just going to go to your guys's comments, pretend that didn't happen. Okay. Um, uh, la la la. I'm going to drop you guys a link. Price for the Academy is rising tomorrow, by the way, a significant amount, $1,100. Um, and it's the space you guys, where we're going to be creating content like this on the regular. And the idea behind the Academy is that these things, some of these things are quick shifts that you can create for yourself. Some of these things are, you know, things that you're going to do and it's going to create a quick shift in your way of being and your energy and therefore your results. Other things take time. And I wanted to create a space where this was an ongoing conversation. You were continuously exposed to this kind of content, both with me and the other people that are going to be inside the Academy the first month because we're doing the aligned entrepreneur has a group chat, which I love. I love group chats. My group chats are really safe spaces where people just really learn from each other. I get to give you personal coaching. Um, so yeah, so that's being offered the first month. I don't know that I'll do that again inside the Academy. We're going to see anyways. Um, but these are things like what we tend to do in the coaching world is we, we sign up for a shorter, um, program or course. And then we put this pressure on ourselves. Like now I've paid this much money and I only have this person in my corner for this long. And I need to create these shifts now because I've committed to this. You know, we all know what it feels like to like sign up for a program and be like, this is it. I'm creating all the changes. And sometimes you can, but what certainly doesn't help is any kind of pressure to do it on a certain timeline because you're in a three month container. So I wanted the Academy to be something that was going to be ongoing. And even if there are programs that I'm creating outside of the Academy, most of them are going to be included in the Academy as well. So it's sort of like a way for you to purchase the vast majority of future programs, content trainings that I do. You get replaced all of my trainings as well. Some of them I end up selling for $300 on my website. Um, and right now you can pay $222 a month uh, for a year and then you're in it forever. It's not a membership. It's not something you have to renew. Um, I'm going to be doing coaching programs, courses inside the Academy over the next, uh, well, I mean, moving forward, this is my plan. I already have a year and a half worth of content planned for the Academy on like a monthly basis. There's, um, Q and a calls every single month. There's a podcast so that you can take this conversation with you. If you want the replays to good enough, it's going to be on the podcast for you, or you can watch it as a video inside my Kajabi. Anyway, so the price for that is rising tomorrow. If you have any questions about it, please let me know. You can message me on Instagram at the aligned entrepreneur, but I want you to honor your journey because your success is inevitable. 
if you allow for it. It is inevitable if you keep, you know, moving towards it without being like, well, it didn't happen in this many months that I had this coach for, and therefore it's probably not going to, right? That pressure, uh, the faster, the, the fastest shifts I've seen happen in my business and income always came directly after me being okay with however they were meant to manifest. It's like within, I can try and try and try to make something happen within my time frame. never does. The second I let go of the time frame, it's like right there, it's happening within the next month or two, like just over and over and over. I've experienced that. So I wanted to create a, a container where people were able to really um, honor that journey and get the pieces of all the things. There is no one quick fix of a program that is going to give you everything that you need forever, right? So the Academy is a place where I get to just, I want to talk more about, you know, the nervous system. I want to bring in um, people in the future that can really speak to this from a professional level. I want to do inner child workshops with other people. Like I want it to not be me delivering you this course. I want it to be the whole journey for you. And right now is the time that you can get it for less than I'm ever going to offer it moving forward. Um, that'll be by tomorrow at 10 PM, by the way. Okay. Um, what, oh wait, we already read that. Sorry. I should like, like them as I'm, as I'm reading them so that I don't, um, forget where I'm at. Um, I think it isn't about the launch or going live currently on a 100 day. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, I was just kind of using that as an example, Patricia, I know that you're a badass <laughs> and doing it. Will people really benefit from my content? Is it worth their time? It seems it is more about getting excited about my own stuff. That's exactly what I was going to say, because every single time the pe people respond to something in direct reflection of how I feel about it. Um, so long as I'm not offering it, like, that's why I like, I do like live stream, like free live stream events. I'm going to do less of them next year. It's going to be more about things happening inside the Academy, but it feels like this is a space where I'm not putting a lot of pressure on it. Um, and I'm just going to do whatever I can to be obsessed with what I'm talking about. And that gets to be reflected back to me. Um, and you know, what's funny is it's so, I'm so aware of it because like yesterday, I really worked through, like, I don't make viewership mean things. I really love when you guys are here and participating and helping me co-create such an amazing live stream. But I used to be really in my head. Like a live stream would go sideways when I felt like there wasn't enough people watching. Yesterday, I was in a bit of a rush because I, um, I had done my live stream with Zoe in the morning. I woke up at like 5 a.m. to prepare things. And I loved what we talked about, but I didn't, I was tired. I didn't feel as in my power yesterday. I just felt kind of, I don't know, is this going to be good? I was questioning things. Yesterday was by far the lowest number of people watching, which was fine. But I'm like, of course it was because the way I felt about it was, I'm not sure. Whereas today I was like, I can't fucking wait to talk about this. Like, why is nobody else talking about this as much? I know people are, but, um, and you know, so of course you guys are here and this is one of our most engaged videos of the week. That's just how it works. Um, okay. Uh, maybe you can look for evidence. Is someone commenting? Yeah. Look for evidence of the new story that you would like, like people are interested or ask your audience to share their takeaway from your live stream. One of the reasons guys, <laughs> give me one of my secrets. One of the reasons that I get you to share the, um, live stream, a piece of the live stream on your stories is it does bring new people into my audience, but it puts me in a good headspace. Like I love that you guys are willing to share about what I'm talking about on your stories. And some of you write things about it. And I, and it makes me so happy. It puts me in a good headspace. So 
there's a lot of things that I do that look like an external strategy, like, oh, I'm just going to attract more people into my audience. And it has been, but the bigger reason is that it impacts my energy and my alignment and how I feel. So that's why I do it. That's the main reason that I do it. Um, seems like there is nothing there in the beginning, but if you look, but if you keep looking at the evidence, it will show up. That's one thing. There could be lots of evidence for the thing that you actually want. But if you're in the story and committed to the story of like, people aren't interested in this content, that's all that you get to see. And again, the example that I love to give with this, because I used to have so many lash clients and a lot of them would come in and they would talk about the dating world, mostly men. Men are this and men are that, and you can't trust any of them. And they only want one thing. And I remember I once had this one client come in and call all men pigs, which I really had a problem with. Obviously, I know that that's not true. And it just was just like not a nice energy. But there are lots of wonderful men and women out there. But when you're in that mindset, it's like you literally, the way the brain works, it will not take that evidence on. It won't allow you. It's no, there's nowhere for it to like categorize it. So all that women, woman could see was all the people that she was attracting into her experience that were showing up in the way that she expected them to. There's something called the reticular activation system. It, it file, it filters out incoming information and decides what is relevant for you. So if you're, if you have a story, I, people aren't interested in my content. I know that's not exactly what you said. Um, Patricia, but I'm just going to use it as an example. People aren't interested or nobody's paying attention. Your brain will not let you see things that contradict that belief. There's like no file folder in your brain to register that. And all that looks like is just opening yourself up. Be like, well, maybe there are like, I'm sure that there are, so I'm open to having this shift for me that I would just go there. I'm open to having this shift for me. You don't have to be like, people love my content. That's just going to create more resistance. I'm open to having this shift for me. I'm open to seeing evidence for a belief in this area that supports me and my success. And just in that, you're going to start seeing things that might've always been there, but that you couldn't see or that just weren't registering. And this is like true about literally everything in our lives. Um, Oh, and you have an evidence list, which I love. Every time I've ever tried to launch something, I feel amazing the first two days. And then if nothing happens, I delete the post and run away. I get it, Brayden, trust me. Um, And that's everything that we've been talking about, right? So anchoring into safety within yourself so that even if those two, three, four days go by and it looks like nothing's happening, you're like, but it is okay. I'm learning things, you know? And it's easier said than done. And I've had many launches that like, I definitely sabotaged the end result because I spent like a good chunk of it being like, it doesn't look like anyone else is coming. So they're probably not. And then right at the end of the launch, a whole bunch of people come and it's like, it's a good thing I didn't give up before this. I find launch is so draining. I don't think I could ever have an evergreen because I feel like I'm so open um, energetically that I have to close the cart to move on. I'm sure I'm just operating from a fear of rejection that will never stop if I have an evergreen offer. I would, yeah, do a little bit of work into that. Kayla's in the Aligned Entrepreneur, so we can discuss maybe what a more aligned strategy would look like for you that's perhaps some kind of hybrid of launching an evergreen. Just hearing you speak to your own ideas of not enough brings those emotions and feelings to the surface, but also makes it all seem like so much less of a monster to battle. Thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate that. Um, Trust me, it is real. (laughs) Sometimes when I hear people's perceptions of me, like even just friends or someone messages me or a team member, I had a team member yesterday telling me how much he looks up to me. And I'm like, oh, I like, I'm, I mean, thank you. It like brought tears to my eyes. And I'm like, there are certain ways this year I feel like I've been open 
Um, but no, I'm not like sharing my, my anxiety with the world every single day. And I don't think that you'd at all need to do that. Um, but anyways, that's some of where imposter syndrome comes from. People perceive you often more truly than you perceive yourself, but they perceive you in a way that you feel like isn't actually true. But I just share from a place of like, I know my value. I do believe I'm someone that people should listen to. I really believe in my content. All of those things are there for me. And I want to share with you that it's not this, like, I didn't just get to this place in my business and then everything got to be easy. There were new monsters. There were new ways in which a year ago, I felt like the definition of good enough. I was so confident. And then I uncovered new things. And then I endeavored to create bigger success for myself. And like, it, you know, <laughs> came to the surface in a way that it never has before. Um, so yes, uh, I'm going to write a novel. I love that. I have ideas for books all the time. Um, Thank you, Kayla. Well, that's a perfect example. I felt like you were great yesterday, to be honest. <laughs> it's a perfect example of like what's in our head is often not what's actually happening. I always launch last minute. Um, so we'll end up with a safe and small group. See, these like these pieces of awarenesses, like there's nothing wrong with that, Janine, because maybe if you tried to go bigger before you were ready. Oh, shoot. I just, <laughs> Janine, I'm looking at your profile right now because I accidentally clicked on it. Um, <laughs> you look very nice. Uh, Maybe if you were to go much bigger, it would be too early and the resistance of it, the fear of it would have nobody sign up. So we're just wanting to make incremental. Um, we always want to ask ourselves, this is so much of what the aligned entrepreneur is about. We want to ask ourselves, what is like the next thing that I can lean into? Because I'll tell you in setting like a much bigger goal for myself this year, I uncovered <laughs> like more than I probably would have wanted to or did want to. And whatever, like as long as you're acting in intuition, I believe that you're on your path. Um, but I leapt into doing things that were aligned with a, a level of business that honestly I wasn't ready for yet. And that didn't actually help me. <laughs> so don't go into like trying to create a hundred person launch if what you're used to and comfortable with is 10 or 20, right? What would it look like to do a launch that's four days instead of two? Could you get your energy behind that? Um, let's go there first. So, all right. Thank you guys so much for being here with me on day four. I'm amazed. If you have questions for me about the Academy or the Aligned Entrepreneur, which starts next Tuesday, you can buy it separately. You can access it inside of the Academy. Um, let me know. Price is going up tomorrow night. And yeah, it's just going to be the space where you get to honor your journey. And we talk a lot about this and it's real. And it's not this like fairy dust manifestation thing where I'm going to tell you that just by paying me, you're going to all of a sudden be making all of this money. Like maybe, <laughs> or maybe there's a journey that you're meant to go on so that you can help other people in a way that wouldn't be possible if you didn't go on that journey. And I want you to honor that. I want you to honor what you like agreed to, what your, what the universe or whatever, you, what life has in plan for you that can't happen when we're striving from ego. You get to have everything that you want in business. You get to hit your financial goals, but our egoic desires that often are based out of everything we're talking about this week. Like I'll be honest, when I started my business, I wanted to prove something about myself a hundred percent. I wanted to make a certain amount of money because I liked the idea of how it would look and I wanted freedom and all that stuff was there as well. But um Anyways, when that's not there, things get to feel flowy. They get to be a reflection of you. They get to happen actually faster. They get to feel really good, not just when they happen, 
but on the way there, they get to be sustainable, right? So I'm endeavoring to do business differently. I'm offering a discount to people that want to start that journey with me early and be one of my founding members. If you want to be in a conversation with me regularly, I'm here to serve you. So thank you guys. I will see you back um, tomorrow if you want to join me for day five. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Have an amazing Thursday.